Words from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. I want us to begin from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 this morning, verse 7. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7. And those connected online, welcome as well. Uh, really pleased that you're able to join us this morning. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 7. I'll be reading the New King James Version. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. But we have this treasure, this gift, this amazing divine provision of God in our lives. But because they are Mast inside an earthen vessel, it appears it is not that valuable. Some translation calls it containers or jars of clay. And as a result of these jars of clay, as a result of the human body that we possess, it appears these earthen, this, this treasure, this, this, this gift of God is not as it should be. And because we are bombarded every single day with all kinds of issues and, and all kinds of things, either nationally or internationally, with all kinds of news. Recently, we are hearing about what's going on in the U.S. And then all over Nigeria, we heard about what has been happening this week, all over the country. And we've been bombarded with all kinds of news. And these things are causing us to forget they were carrying something powerful. But the funny part is that one person, the person that never forgets, is the devil. He never forgets what you carry. And that's why he keeps bombarding you every day with all kinds of things to make sure that you're distracted at each point. He's happy when your treasure is latent, when your treasure is suppressed, when your treasure is covert, when it's not developed in you. He's very pleased about it. But this morning, there is an inspiration from heaven for us to advance beyond the place where we are being combated every single day. God is calling us to move away from an ordinary life to a place of an extraordinary life. Let's go to our lead scripture this morning. That's 2 second, uh, second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, uh, from 6 and 7. That's our lead scripture, and I will spend pretty much all my time uh, on this, this particular scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 1. From 6 to 7. I'll read the, new, the NLT version and then the New King James Version. It says, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. The New King James Version says, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you, through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Some translations call it self-control. Self-control, love and power is attributes of this particular spirit. 
And this is a reminder. Remember when Paul wrote the scripture, he was in prison. In fact, it was at the verge of his death. It was just a moment before he passed on. He had written to Timothy earlier, and in 1 in, in Timothy 4 verse 14, he had told him, Timothy, do not neglect the gift that is in you. So writing on, he said to him, remember what I told you earlier. Remember to fan into flames the gift of God. Remember not to allow that gift to remain allotted in you. I know there are all kinds of things. You are young, Timothy. There is a lot happening around you. But remember to fan this gift into flames. Timothy, fan what God has given you. It is a gift that has been deposited inside of you. It must not remain the same. See, the Christian life is not supposed to be shallow. God did not call us to live ordinary lives. He did not call us to live every day like every other person. But to ignite a fire that he has put in our lives every single day. This fire must be ignited through the power of the Holy Spirit. We must partner with the Spirit to lead this powerful life. During the word conference, Pastor Eva made a particular statement that I will never forget. She said that a healthy condition of a believer is progress. A healthy condition of every single believer is progress. That means that a believer who is not making progress is not at a healthy state. If in your life you've checked and there is no progress from January to this point, you are not at a healthy state. God is calling us to advance from where we are to the place where our flames are not just in our lives but visible. It is our duty to keep those flames burning in our lives. May I ask you a question? Do you have a fresh word? Your prayer life, is it still the same? Are you still repeating the same tongues you've been speaking since January? Or is there something different at this point? Fan the flame. This is why I remind you, to fan into flame the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid hands on you. Now I'm going to start talking about the scripture. Let's look at it part by part. Very interesting scripture. You see, we can relate. It's not talking about finding to flame the spiritual gift. Let's begin from that. We can relate the spiritual, this, to, this scripture to many gifts. So there are ministerial gifts, uh, the gift of teaching, evangelism, gift of pastoral work, and all of that. All power gifts, prophecy, and speaking in tongues, and there are so many of them, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, you know, interpretation of tongues. We can relate this to all kinds of gifts. But I believe he was speaking about something else in addition to these gifts. Look at verse 7. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love, and sound mind. I believe the reference here is to the regenerated spirit indwelled by the Holy Spirit. That's the reference to what he's talking about here. That's the point of this second, this, this second verse, verse 7. So beyond those power gifts and beyond the ministerial gift, there is a gift that you carry 
and that's your regenerated spirit that gift is a very powerful so the spirit here denotes if you read that it starts with a small s almost all translations except the niv version uses capital letter but it's small letter in all the major translations and that's the human spirit the regenerated spirit that is indwelt by the holy spirit how do i know this in john 6 in john 3 verse 6 when jesus was speaking to nicodemus and then in verse 6 he said to him that which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit capital letter s that's the holy spirit is spirit small letter s so the spirit the holy spirit gives a birth to our spirit and it's the same spirit that he's talking about here so for god has not given us a regenerated spirit that is bound to fear and timidity but the spirit is characterized by love power and self-discipline before we are born again, our spirit was completely dead. It was cold. It was empty. But when the life-given spirit of Jesus acted on us, we came alive. We received life. We received grace. The Bible says in John 63 that it is a spirit that quickens. Other translation says gives life. So the spirit gives life to our spirit and our spirit becomes transformed or regenerated and Jesus called it born again so he's saying here that God that the gift that he is here he says Timothy activate remind you to fan into flames your regenerated spirit which of course carries all other gifts because when your spirit is regenerated you can't keep speaking with the same tongues when you're on fire, when your spirit is on fire, things change. Nothing remains the same. Keep your spirit alive. Keep your spirit moving. Feed it and nurture it. You cannot live an ordinary life. You cannot continue in the realm of the modern. It's time to transition to a higher realm. I don't know, how many of you have ever witnessed a real life burn fire? You have. Awesome. I mean, if you have lived in the village, it's okay to wave your hands. <laughs> Except you come from my village. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Some say my village is a town. So, <laughs> But um, can we put up a video of a burnt fire? When I was in college, uh, this was my freshman year, and I had this, this roommate. Uh, amazing guy, really, really nice guy. And, but there was something about him that all he knew about was the US. That was all he knew. So one day we were having a discussion and we were just talking and he said to me, oh, I thought you all in Africa uh, just dance around fire. I didn't know how to respond to that. So I was like, what? And another one was like, oh, I didn't know you all have roads in Africa. Like, no, we just hop from tree to tree. That's how we move. That's how we roll. <laughs> Sometimes you don't know if you could laugh or cry. So for him, there are no roads in Africa and there are no, we just dance around fire. So we'll have the video up. That's a burnt fire. Now, 
And set up of a burnt fire, you have lots of wood, right? And then you have um, maybe some leaves, if you can find leaves around you. And, of course, have a matches or a lighter to light it up. And a few other things, sometimes some use kerosene just to start the fire at first. And then you, turn, you just track the match and then start it. It starts burning and starts flaming. So what we're seeing there are just flames, right? And it burns and burns and burns and keep burning. But if it's not attended to, what happens? It will burn out. Thank you. It will burn out over time. But it's burning. Now what happens is this. When we became Christians, there was an activation immediately in our spirits. But God does not want us to stop there. If the burn fire does not continue, if nothing is done to it, if there is no, um, nothing is done to it, there is no, you don't try to do anything to it, it's going to burn out eventually. For us, God does not want us to burn out. And that's why we are literally, he's sending us this word today. Fire needs oxygen to burn. Fire needs oxygen so if for instance let's firefighters who said this that if for instance you have a grease fire in your house in your kitchen and then you're cooking you have a grease fire and then it's up what you need to do easily is find something that just covers that fire what it will do is it will dry out the oxygen and the fire will stop so it's a mistake for someone to now carry a cup of water and pour inside because water is made of h2o oxygen so that's a bad idea so fire needs oxygen. Finding the flame means to give it oxygen. So if this burnt fire begins to dry out, now, you don't need to light, strike another match to light it up. No, because you will see some life embers around it. What it means is that there is still fire in it. All you need to do is to either go close to it and blow it, or you fan it. The more you fan it, the more you find that light come back alive. So the same thing with our spirit. For us to be burning in spirit, we need the oxygen of the Holy Spirit. We need to open up and to breathe in this oxygen of the Holy Spirit. Inhale the spirit as a divine oxygen through prayer, worship, and the word of God. When this is inhaled, when we take this in into our lives, then our flames will continue. We cannot remain at the state where we are burnt out. We cannot remain at the state where we are not where God wants us to be. There needs to be flames in our lives. Timothy, remember to find into flames the gift God has given to you. Don't let it go. Remember, Paul was dying at this particular time. So whatever he's telling Timothy is extremely important. Let's go back to that list scripture. Remember, fan into flames the spiritual gift of God that God has given to you. Verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. I'm going to get out some points from here. First, it says, to fan into flames the gift of God is to keep the power of God burning. To find into flame the gift of God is to keep the power of God burning. In Philippians 3 verse 10. 
Philippians 3 time, the Apostle Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. In other words, I want to be so found that I experience this power that worked in Jesus. This power that pulled him out from the dead, I want to experience that power. And the only way is a pursuit for that power, fanning the flames. In Micah 3 verse 8, in Micah 3 8, the prophet of God declared that truly I am full of power by the spirit of the Lord and of judgment and of might to declare unto Jacob his transgressions and to Israel his sin. I have fanned into flames the gift of God that I am full of power. I am not ordinary at this point, Micah declared. What is your confession this morning? I know the year is coming to a close, but believe me, there is no closure in the spiritual realm. There is no downtime in the spiritual realm. In order to accomplish supernatural tasks, you need supernatural authority. In Zechariah 4 verse 6, the Bible says it's not by power. It's not by might. It is by my spirit. Maybe you're wondering why you've not yet hit that particular target yet. Maybe you're wondering why you've not yet, your purpose is not yet being achieved. You're not making progress. There needs to be power available to make that work. When a man is touched by the spirit of God, he is compelled to do the things of God. He works in the path of God. He moves in the path of God. I go back to verse 7 again. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and discipline. Point number two. To find into flames the gift of God is to keep the love of God burning. To keep the love of God burning. The Holy Spirit enables us to love the Lord. When we are when our flames are up, the love of God is activated. This love compels us to do the will of God. It compels us to go out to do evangelism. It compels us to go out to do ministrations. It compels us to do what we do as a result of the love of God that is present. But before that love is present, find the flames. You're wondering why your heart is so cold. You're wondering what's going on. Find the flames. Fan the flames. There is a gift that is deposited and needs to come alive. This love of God compels us to worship, compels us to spend time with God. Last week Sunday I was with the teenagers and I was uh, asking them a question. How, how do you know that you truly love someone? And then the first person immediately answered and said, you always want to be with them. That was the person's response. You always want to be with them. In Psalm 42 verse 1, the psalmist says, As the deer pants for the water, so my soul pants for you, O Lord. This is a confirmation of the burning love of God in the heart of a person. But before that, there needs to be some fanning that must happen. In describing the last days, in Matthew 24, verse 12, 
Jesus said, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Matthew 24 verse 12. Because lawlessness will abound, expect love to die. So there is the need to fight into flame the love of God. If not, expect your love to be dying. Whether you like it or not, it is a nature of end times. Fan into flames to keep the love burning. The last point there, to fan into flames, the gift of God is to keep God's self-discipline burning. Still what Apostle Paul is describing in that verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. His spirit brings discipline in our mind. Are you losing control of your mind? Fan the flames. Are you struggling with a sinful habit or struggling with something that you're not sure how to get out of it? Fan the flames. Is your zeal for the Lord fading away? Fan the flames. Is the fire of God burning in your life? How do we find into flames the gift of God? And then we're going to pray. The first step in finding, the, uh, finding to flame the gift of God is opening your doors and windows to the Lord. Remember we talked about oxygen. If you want fire to stop, remove every oxygen in that space and the flames will die. If you want the flames to be much, push in oxygen as much as possible and the flames will burn as much as possible. That's the reason why you fan. You fan to introduce more oxygen into the mix, into the setup. So open up your windows, open up your doors, open up your heart. Be vulnerable to the Lord. When you open up your entire being, your soul, your spirit, your emotions, your heart, open up everything, nothing being hidden. Then the spirit can act on you to release the divine oxygen. If we spend more time with God, and we spend as many time as possible, but if we're not open to God, that time might be wasted. That's why you might spend an hour praying, but that prayer is not going anywhere. Because you're not open to God. I don't know if it has happened to you before. You've spent a lot of time, you're praying, you're praying, you're praying, and nothing is happening. Check yourself. Are you open to the Holy Spirit? The next point is exercise your spirit. Exercise your spirit. Pray out loud sometimes. Sometimes it's needful to pray quietly. I know some of us say, oh, I'm an introvert. I, I, I like being quiet. Yeah, that's okay sometimes. But at other times, you need to pray out loud. Why? Because we have a mind that is very powerful. Sometimes when you're praying just quietly, your mind is distracted. You're thinking about everything else. How this thing didn't work. How that one worked. Your mind is just going up and down. At some point, I'm wondering how... What's going on? But when you're praying out loud, you're bringing that mind into control. You're bringing that mind and saying to that mind, no, 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 no. Um, there's a business going on here and that business is the business of the Lord. The Bible says in James 5 verse 16, the earnest 
prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces powerful results. I reminded of the scripture that talks about Paul and Silas when they're in prison. The Bible says they prayed and sang and the prisoners heard them. They were not in the same room. But the prisoners heard it. In other words, it was not a quiet prayer. It was a prayer that was loud. It was a prayer that was reaching into their spirit, their minds. Everything was praying at that time. And the Bible says at that time, wonders started happening in the prison. The prison gate broke loose. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power. You want power to be available, pray earnestly to the Lord. Last point, eat the word. Fit the flame with the word of God. Fit the flame with the word of God. There is nothing more powerful than the word of God. When the word of God is in your spirit, and then you're making declarations, and then you're speaking, the word of God is coming out. Nothing can hold your prayers back. You know, sometimes your words may not be, you may not have the right words to come to God. But heaven respects the word of the king. Imagine going to a courtroom and then you start quoting what the judge himself said to you. He has no power. He cannot alter his own words. So when you come back to the throne room of God and your words are his words, the devil who is beside you trying to accuse you will have no choice but to bow back. Eat the word of God. Because you don't even know when you will need that word. Sometimes I, I find myself uh, in a particular situation and then a word will come into my mind. It wasn't because I studied it yesterday. It might have been something I studied two years ago. And then it just shows up at that particular time. That's why don't say, oh, well, I don't feel like reading today. No, no, no. That word in my read today might be what will save you in two weeks time. Eat the word. Find the flames that God has given to you. That's a very simple message. And we're going to pray this morning. We're going to spend time to pray this morning because this is the point of it. Prayer. Prayer. Giving it oxygen. Getting our spirit to come to life. Finding the flames the gift of God. Is it possible that you're not sure how your journey with God has been going? Today you can actually fix that. Is it possible that you think, oh, I'm not even sure if I'm a Christian or not. Trust me, sometimes it's because your flames are off. Not because there is no amber there. It might just be, you may not need to strike another match. You just need to fan it. The fire may be dwindling as a result of the issues of life. It's time to come to the Lord. May I invite the choir, please? Shall we rise this morning? Find the flames. A very simple message. How are you with the Lord? Are you on fire right now talking to you? Yes, it's the end of the year. But God wants you to begin preparing for 2022 now. Find the flames. Kalusa kita likamarosa ikete karosinahan. Rikalupre kama suhalikete kopra rosiki natahan. 
La coma rusa hikete calipre nika seca toca reima kahasa nikela prekila sanahan. Le quita cobre ni makoma suhikate. Your human spirit, your regenerated spirit is a gift from God. It should not remain cold. Rakosa ilika pranima like toka roma sahan. Lika teke libre kama se ike teka lupre neima konahan. Even if you have no words, the Holy Spirit, feed me with your oxygen. Say, Holy Spirit, feed me with your life. Holy Spirit, feed me with your grace. I open myself to you this morning. I open my heart to you this morning. I open my spirit to you this morning. I choose not to hold back. I choose not to hold back. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.